everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night. Um, we're going to be continuing on from John chapter 8, which Matt finished up this past week. And we're picking up on John chapter 9. So I'm just going to read through the, the scripture and then just move forward from there. So John chapter 9 verse 1 says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. <clears throat> Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Verse 3, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I'm here in the world, I am the light of the world. So we're just going to cover verses 1 through 5 this, this evening. So it says, verse 1, as Jesus was walking along... He saw a man who had been blind from birth. So a couple things I see there is Jesus was walking along. Picture this. He, Jesus, saw a man blind from birth. Okay, makes sense. The blind guy is not going to see Jesus walking along. I mean, it's probably a numerous people walking by. So he has no idea who's walking by him at this point. But Jesus sees him and he knows he's blind from birth. And his disciples... Um, it's not that this man was calling out to Jesus, 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 heal me, or anything like that. He had no idea who was walking by. But Jesus takes this opportunity, you know, he sees this as, as an opportunity to do his Father's work, to glorify his Father in heaven. Uh, verse 2 says, Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? <laughs> this is a funny question. It sounds almost like a question a child would ask, but these are grown men. But you have to understand where they're coming from with this question. And they say, was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? <clears throat> In this day and age, you might think that's, that's a weird question to ask. But back then, based on the Old Testament, that's quite a valid question to ask. So they're asking this question based on the law. So you look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. It says this, you must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. So you see where they're getting the idea of is this because of his sins or his parents' sins. It's coming out of Exodus, basically. And they're saying because he's blind, someone must have sinned and this has been like God laying the sins of someone on this person or it's their own sins themselves. And we see this actually again in Acts chapter 28 verses 3 to 5. It says, As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, A murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. So even those people still had that concept in their mind. Um, and that was on the island of Malta when Paul was shipwrecked with all the men from the ship. And this happened on, on the beach when they, when they were on the beach there building a fire. So the people automatically ascribe the fact that if something bad happens to you, that means you have sinned or someone in your family has sinned. And now that's why you're suffering the consequences of that sin. They're not wrong in the fact that there are consequences to sin, but in this, but they are wrong in the fact that you don't suffer these consequences because of someone else's sin in this case. So, and God tells us that later on in the Bible as well. 
So they're thinking of things more like um, bad luck, good luck kind of thing. Um, and that there's some kind of like cosmic divine justice that equalizes everything. But that's not the case. Um, every man is, every man or woman is um, responsible for their own sin and will suffer the consequences of their own sin. There are consequences, unfortunately, like collateral damage to sin on other people in our lives, unfortunately, but um, they're not, those consequences aren't happening to them because they sinned. It's because someone else has sinned. So, you know, so it's interesting. Jesus sets them straight, basically, verse 3. It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. That probably blew their mind right there. They're just like, wait, wait, what? It wasn't because of his sins or his parents' sins? Then why would he be blind? You know, Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. So we see here, God allows something to happen so that he can be glorified, so he can show himself to us. John chapter 11, verse 4 says this, but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So even in the fact that when Lazarus died and three day, you know, was in the tomb for four days, and then Jesus came, knowing that he, he had died, he didn't come right away, he, he, let, it, he would let it sit. He let it sit. So he said, if he, lets it, if he waits, the miracle will be even greater, more glory to God through this. So we see God allows things to happen in our lives, not necessarily because we've sinned or our parents have sinned. He allows things to happen in our lives so he will be glorified in them. So he'll be glorified in the outcome of this thing. So a lot of times in our lives, it's not, not necessarily, necessarily be a miraculous end, but in the end, it's still something that God has orchestrated and worked out. Like it says in Romans 8.28. Um, Pastor Dave talked about this on Sunday, Sunday morning. Um, he said, all things work together for, those, for the good of those who love God. You know, so it's, we're working on, basically on that God concept. God allowing something to happen in your life, which is bad by all accounts, by our account, right? So that he can turn it around for good and be glorified in it. In this case, a man born blind from birth. Okay, so Jesus says, we must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. So we can look at it like this. <clears throat> During the day, let's, this is like a metaphor. We're talking about, Jesus talked about the night. The night really symbolizes a time of you cannot take advantage of the opportunities that God has given you. That's the night. The day Again, the metaphor of the day is when you can take advantage of what God provides opportunity-wise to glorify him. Okay, So Jesus says, we must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. So basically, when God gives you the opportunity, take it. You know, you can't wait until later because later that opportunity might not be available. It's the night. You know, the night is coming and then no one can work. If you notice, no one really works at night. Because the opportunity is gone. There is no light to see and to be able to work by at night. You know, so, so you see Jesus here, like it says in verse 1, Jesus was walking by and he, he saw a man born blind from birth, right? So then his disciples ask, who sinned, him or his parents? He says, no one sinned. It's because he's blind so that 
God can be glorified. So God can be glorified through me. So what we see is Jesus here takes his time, sees an opportunity and says, I'm going to do it. Sees this opportunity to glorify God and takes it, you know. And he did this all the time, you know. He was healing people. He was uh, raising people from the dead. He was lame. People were being made to walk. Blind people were able to see. Deaf people were able to hear. Mute people were able to speak. He was casting out demons. Um, he was he was healing the sick. He was healing people with illnesses, long-term illnesses and diseases. He was healing people with um, skin diseases. You see all this stuff. He took every opportunity. He took, I mean, he took the opportunities that as they crossed in front of him, he took them, right? And it's the same thing in our life. On Probably on a daily basis, we all have an opportunity to glorify God in one way or the other. Now, do we take that opportunity during the day or do we let it kind of like go go by and then it's night and there's no more opportunities, right? We have no more opportunities. So we need to make the most of the time, the opportunities God gives us to glorify him. We're his children, right? We want to point people to Christ. We want to point people to God. So take those opportunities. And then Jesus says in verse 5, while, But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. And then looking at John chapter 12, 30, verse 35 and verse 46. Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. And verse 46, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world, so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. See, when we put our trust in Jesus, now that the light resides in us. You know, now the light is resides in us, right? Jesus Christ is the light. When we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, now we have the light in us, right? But that light doesn't just stay there. What does that light do? It illuminates the illuminates the dark things in our hearts, right? It changes us. It dissipates the darkness. And then what happens? Then we start to shine like Christ. We don't shine as Christ, but we shine like Christ. We're like the moon. We're like the moon to the sun, right? The moon, when it, it's glowing, what's it doing? It's reflecting the light of the sun. That's what the moon is doing. Of its own self, it has no light. So we're like the moon. We are reflecting the light of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. So like Jesus, we are to shine. We are to draw people to Christ by us shining Christ in our lives. <clears throat> and then when they come to us and say, I want what you've got. You know, why are you so different? Or, you know, so many different things they can say. He said, let me tell you about why I'm different. Let me tell you about why I don't do this. Let me tell you about why I live differently than you. You know, we have an opportunity. So, like Christ, Jesus, we, we're, not, we're not the light of the world, but we've been called to be a light in the world. And you get this from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So, so far, what do we see? We see Jesus walking by a blind guy. And Jesus recognizes this as an opportunity to glorify God. So what does he do? He makes the most of his opportunity. 
And he, you are going to see as we continue to study through this on Wednesday nights that he makes the most of this opportunity. And despite the consequences, because we're going to find out that, he heals this man on the Sabbath. And apparently healing someone is, hard, is work, is considered work according to the law, right? At least that's what the Pharisees say. So he does this despite the consequences that might befall him. He takes the opportunity to glorify God despite the consequences that might befall him. And he shines as a light in the world, just as you and I should do. You know, so he's, he's kind of tied it all together. He's being a light in the world by taking the opportunity to heal this guy. So you might necessar not necessarily have the gift of healing, but you are, if you're a believer in Christ, you are a light in this world and there are going to be opportunities on, I guarantee on a daily basis, there's an opportunity to glorify God in what you say or what you do or anything like that. So I encourage you guys the rest of this week, be a light wherever you happen to be and take the opportunity to glorify God. Take the opportunity to speak of God and glorify him for what is happening in your life. All right, we'll see you next week. God bless. Have a good night.